Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Hey ladies and gentlemen, whoever may be listening, welcome back to Looking Above. We are in a between the seasons season. Yes. And we just wanted to take this time kind of between our normal life group seasons and do a totally different podcast, I guess. I I don't know what we would call it, but our purpose is going to primarily be talking over the next month and a half, two months about things that we wish we knew when we were younger. Yeah. I think you said like dear younger me. Yeah. A dear younger me theme. But today, before we do that, we thought let's just take a break from the normal and let you all get to know us a little bit more so that you feel like, oh, I know these people that I'm listening to. Yeah. And we looked up some great questions (laughs) that we're going to ask each other. Great is questionable. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so we're just in a, in between the seasons season. We're only going to be putting these out every other week from here until we start our next life group semester, which will be the week of Valentine's Day. Yes. So which will come fast. Yeah. So. Brooklyn, why don't you go first? Okay. And you're going to tell us your name, yes. uh, what you do, how many kids you have, and an interesting fact about yourself. Okay. My name is Brooklyn Alm, um, and I work at New Life. I'm the office administrator, mm-hmm. but I feel like everyone does a lot here. Right. <laughs> we just right. all help Many everyone. Yep. Yes. Um, and I have a daughter. She is five. Her name is Quinn, and I have a husband, and his name is Steven. He's 28. <laughs> and I'm 27 because I've heard some people think I sound 13. So I just want to well, clarify wrong. that I am 27. <laughs> she also looks 13. <laughs> yeah. If you saw me, it would not help. Oh, I did. I did not plan an interesting fact. Spur of the moment. Here I we go. Know. Interesting fact about me. Um, I can't think. You of own a boutique. Oh, yeah. I own a boutique. And it is in Gillette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that is interesting because I think a so. lot of people don't know it. Um, yeah. It's fun. Okay, yeah. Karen, your right. name, just tell us about you. Give us an My overview. My name is Karen, last name <laughs> Boffman. Uh, what do I do? I am the women's pastor here at New Life Church in Gillette. I also oversee missions and our fair trade shop and a bunch of creative stuff and life groups and whatever else I get asked to do. Mm-hmm. So I do it all. All the things, and that's the way I like it. Yes. <laughs> I have four children. Um, Andrew is 20 and in college, majoring in ministry and worship. Andrew is eight, Andrew. Kalena is 18, also in college. They're both at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and she is undecided yet, but she has so many options, and that's 
what's cool. It is cool. It's hard to narrow it down when you're good at lots of things. Mm -hmm. And then Valerie is 16. She's a college, college, high school junior, which is insane to me. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, oh my word, she's about to be a senior, Mm -hmm. like halfway through. Okay. Anyway. And then Daniel is nine and keeps us all busy and laughing. And an interesting fact about me is that, have I already said this here? I went to all of high school in Hawaii. I don't know if you've said it here, but that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Great. So we're just gonna, just gonna pick a random question. You're not going to know. (laughs) Okay. What is a pet peeve you have? I know, but I know my pet peeve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my biggest pet peeve is I cannot handle chewing sounds. Yeah. That's mine too. Especially like crunching chewing sounds to the point where if someone's chewing loudly near me, I probably will get up and walk away because it just like I, you've heard of misophonia, you know, and I think it's to that level, like where I just, it grates on my nerves and I can't handle it. You also hate popping like when joints, joints. popping joints. Don't crack your knuckles near me. Don't pop your back near me. Oh, my daughter does it all the time and she'll do it right in my ear. I feel so bad every time. I'm like, sorry, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So I don't know. Crunching popping sounds are not... Not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pet peeve. My pet peeve is chewing. That's my biggest one. Mm. And I really, really get bothered when people break traffic laws. Mm. Like, I just wish that everyone would follow Follow the the rules, rules, people. (laughs) Follow the rules. (laughs) Good one. All right, Brooklyn, what Mm. skill do you want to learn? Oh, I want to learn how to play the piano Mm -hmm. and to speak French. Those are both attainable. I could. I just don't think I have the time. Oh, because yeah. learning a new language. Also, if you prioritize things, those are not high priority. Very high priority. <laughs> no, <laughs> they would not probably improve my life very much logically. Right. right. But they would be fun. So maybe I'll do that yeah. when I'm an empty nester. I'll keep it in my back yeah. pocket. Yeah, you could learn French as an empty nester. Yeah. And then and I'll keep go to France. Young. Yes, there you go. <laughs> the, see, life goals. Learn French so I can take a trip to France. Yes. What is what is one skill you want to learn? Or um, what skills? What skill would I like to learn? Let's see. I, so many things. So, so many things. But I think that um, an unattainable goal is I would like to be a hip-hop dancer. <laughs> I think that, I, I still think you could. I know you get back pain, but. I just, yeah, I don't know. When Kalina danced hip-hop, it made her back really painful. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, if my back's already in pain, I just don't think I could do it. But in my heart, I want to be a rapper or a hip-hop dancer. Okay, so you just have, let's choose rapper. I will learn French and you learn rapping. There we go. The other night, Daniel was watching a video of this guy who does um, just crazy rapping, freestyle rapping. And he would randomly ask people for words and then he would just rap and he would incorporate their words, like almost make it the theme of the rap. Like that is insane and it's next level, like how his brain has to work to be able to just do all of that on the spot and not even talk about things like he had no idea 10 seconds before Isn't what he had to write about. crazy when people can do that? Yeah. Sarah at youth group had me go up against, um, 
Ruben, Ruben? who is a rapper, <laughs> for freestyle, and it was very, very humbling. Nerve-wracking? And yeah. nerve-wracking, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did not think do I well. could do it. I don't think I could do it, but um, if I could, I just think it's very, <laughs> very impressive. It's a cool skill. Do. Yeah, yeah. When would you bust it out? Just randomly? Just start rapping? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time I <laughs> preach, I would rap. <laughs> I think you should learn it. <laughs> All right. What's your question? Um, for you? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, I know. What situations make you feel the most anxious? Any situation that I don't have control. So when someone else is driving, besides my husband, mm. um, especially if the roads are bad, flying. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. people. Trust in people. <laughs> but also your life is Yeah, I always say that to Stephen. I'm like, we do not even know this person. If he makes a mistake, we'll die. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know, did you sleep well last night? Did you? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I don't know. How are right. you doing? <laughs> like when you park your car at the airport and then you have to ride that bus over to oh, the terminal. I don't like that either. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. I just feel like I'm you trusting you to. with my life and I have no idea who you are. Right. So. Right. You could be on drugs and we wouldn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. That makes me anxious. What about yeah. you? Um, the thing that makes me the most anxious is traveling without my children. Really? Every time if, and that's why I don't do it. <laughs> if, if we are to travel, even um, like if Paul and I would go to Rapid City for the day, uh -huh. I am very anxious about that because all that my mind catastrophizes yeah. and says, what if you die and your children have no parents? Yeah. So I think I'd rather that too them sometimes. Be, I'd rather them be with me and we all die together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite, though, because when I fly with Quinn, I'm yeah. way more anxious. Oh, no. I'd rather have them with me. Let's all go down. <laughs> I, I always see people that are, like, zonked out during takeoff and landing, mm. and I don't know. I told Stephen they that? must be, like, on an anxiety med. Mm. And I told Stephen that I wish I could just do that. I wish mm -hmm. I could just sleep. Right. And just trust. But I have Quinn, so I can't just pass out and wake up when we're there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Right. Okay. Would you run a marathon? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Never? No, I don't even think I'd want to walk a marathon. <laughs> My mom has walked many. How long does it take to walk them? Oh, goodness, all day. I don't know. Five yeah. hours or something. I forget. It's a long, a long time. time. It's a long time. Yeah, I don't think so. First of all, I of all the exercises I could possibly do, running is probably right at the bottom, pretty close. Um, I just hate running. So there's that. And then second, it is a lot of time and training. Yeah. And then it just feels boring to me. What if there was a really know. cool prize at the end <laughs> for completing it? Um, the only, okay. Could you be this bribed? Is, the only way I would do it is if I was raising a lot of money for mm. something I believed in. If it was beyond you and yourself. Right. Right. Like I have a friend who does marathons to raise money for clean drinking water for people in yeah. countries that don't have access to water. I think that's super cool. She also loves running. I hate running, but I think that's the only way I could be talked into doing it Yeah, is if it was for a greater good. That makes sense. I, I think I would, I would run it. one. You would? Yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> but I think that if I, I like to be challenged and mm -hmm. I do like, like mm -hmm. training plans and goals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think if I was bored, I would do it. Yeah. What was that race you did in? The Spartan race. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. And I used to say I would never do one of those. And yeah. then 
I did and I trained for it and then right. I did it and it was awesome. And now I want to do more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if I was younger and didn't have the health issues that I have, I could do something like that. Because it's not just running. Or a Tough mutter or mm-hmm. something like that that's like, okay, there's other, yes, yeah, uh, the variety, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, and now we're going to do this, and now we're going to crawl through the mud, and now I'm going to climb this net. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I liked yeah. it. So when I was 16, I went on a missions trip and uh, with an organization called Teen Missions International, and we spent uh, two weeks at boot camp oh. in Florida preparing before we went on our mission for the summer. And every morning we had to run an obstacle course that was very similar to that. Like you had to climb a big cargo net and you had to get your whole team over a wall and all of that. Were they just prepping, like physically, did you have to do any of that when you went to your, wherever your mission was? No, I think that was more team building. Oh, I see. Like learning to rely on each other kind of thing. That part of our training. Yeah. But, um, I loved that. I loved that challenge so mm-hmm. that yes but a marathon mm, no yeah. would not like that <laughs> challenge <laughs> okay oh boy what is the biggest risk you've ever taken I don't take risks very often <laughs> I'm pretty, why not I analyze situations and if I feel like the risk outweighs the benefit then I don't do it Mm. Um, when you asked me the biggest, what came to mind was marrying my husband. <laughs> I mean, marriage but is I risky. don't mean that Absolutely. in a mean way. Yeah. No, but it's that's huge. It's, that this was is a the most altering decision. I couldn't, you can't analyze like what could happen. Mm-hmm. So you're just choosing to give, become one with one person. So mm-hmm. that was the, probably the biggest risk I've taken. Yeah. Yeah. It's working out. It's good. 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 <laughs> oh, well, <shoot>. yeah. <laughs> Your yeah, husband is... married us actually. So True. yeah. Okay. True. What was the biggest risk you've ever taken? Um, I mean, the thing that comes to mind immediately is, um, when we stepped away from Paul's last job Yeah. and, um, just feeling like God was saying, this season is done, but God was not clear on what the next season was. Mm -hmm. And so we were, we had four children and we were literally stepping into a complete unknown. We had no job, nowhere to live, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing lined up. And so that felt very risky and no direction, not even, we didn't even know, like, are we being called to missions? Are we being called into the corporate world? Are we being called back to pastoring? Mm -hmm. Uh, What denomination are we going? Like we had no idea. So that felt very risky, I think, um, just because it was, it's like, yeah, we know we're going with God, but we also don't know where he's headed. And it wasn't immediate. You didn't get a response immediately. So you had to continue to just oh, no, we were in months and months yeah. in that, in that position of not knowing what was next. I mean, pretty much a full year of just not knowing what was next. So yeah. So I would say that that's pretty risky. That is risky. And Paul had no job lined up and nothing. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. That would yep. stress me out, but it is great to be obedient. <laughs> does, does the risk outweigh the benefit? Yeah. See, I was thinking that and I was like, I w- if God called me to that, would I do it? And I would, but I would be, it would definitely be refinement for me mm-hmm. because it would be anxiety would provoking. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ask last or did I? I did. I asked you that Kay. one. Let's see. Oh, what phone app do you use the most? I don't know this one for you. What phone app do I use the most? I mean, we would probably have to check my, the little thing that tells yeah. you that. Um, Your phone tells you? 
what app you use the most? I think so. I think you can look at like what time you spend on each app, but all right, I'm just going to look at it this way. Um, well, cause it puts them and so oh, uh, the, the top check. things there. So my texting app is always first. Mm, yeah, um, but I was going to say beyond texting, because I thought that when I wrote the question, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I probably send hundreds of texts a day. So beyond texting um, and beyond Google, Mm-hmm. You think yeah. beyond Google too? Well, Google is mm. cool because it, it shows that you ask questions a lot, right? I, is that what you use Google for? Right. right. Yeah. I look things up a lot. I am a researcher. I did not know Google had an app. Um, so beyond Google and yes, beyond Google and beyond texting, um, what other apps do I use on my phone? Like that's literally all I do on my phone. Yeah. I use Spotify and listen to music a lot. I, um, I check Instagram and Facebook, of course. Um, that's how I keep mm-hmm. tabs on people. So, but I'm trying to think even the things, the other things I do, I do within Google probably. So mm-hmm. yeah, probably, probably Google. And then if we look in my Google, let's do that right now and see what am, what do I use in Google the most? Because, you know, it tells you like, what are your most? I didn't Does, know that. Did you know that? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I open a new tab then it'll show you <laughs> what do you where do you go the what most websites? so amazon <laughs> i go to amazon and canva because i'm creating content and then after that would be bible bible gateway and bible hub are the other two yeah my that i search them. i don't the have the that google app the so it doesn't show yeah. me for me it's suggesting <laughs> Or like saying that I use maps a lot, <laughs> Google Calendar, mm-hmm. Pinterest, and the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. and then it's prob- and Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty accurate. I Interesting. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Texting, <laughs> texting, and looking things up. That's yeah. all I do on my phone. Yeah, but I do it all the time. Yeah, I use Pinterest a lot. Mm. But you don't. Kalena did. Right. My girls use Pinterest a ton. I use it some, but not that, not daily. Yeah. Definitely not daily. Yeah. Okay. What is the last book you read? I just finished Waymaker on Mm. Sunday. Oh, you finished. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By Ann Voskamp. By Ann Voskamp. And I really liked it. Mm -hmm. She's a different style of author. Mm -hmm. I don't know what style you'd say, but. Yeah. Cause her, her writing is kind of poetic. It is. Yeah. So it doesn't always follow grammar rules. Mm -hmm. So she can either have like a word long sentence or (laughs) a page long sentence. But Mm -hmm. if you listen to her talk and podcasts and stuff, she doesn't have her own, but you can search her Mm -hmm. and she's in a bunch of people's podcasts Mm -hmm. and you kind of figure out her voice. Then you can read it in her voice and it makes more sense. Right. But I did write down a bunch of stuff from that book. It was really good. Mm -hmm. What's What's one takeaway? Oh, 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 I want to read a quote. I have so many. Okay, tell me what that. I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm reading right now. Okay, um, I'm reading The Hard Good by Lisa Whittle. Oh yeah. Um, and I have not read anything by her, but now I'm in love with her. Lisa, I love you. Um, and started listening to her podcast and Sawyer's been telling me for a long time to start reading her. So I actually borrowed the book from Sawyer and am reading that. And it's kind of about her journey through the death of her dad. Um, but it's really just about when we are in hard situations, finding the good in it and not like looking for the silver lining, but just realizing that even on our hardest days, 
God is there and he's working and there's good in all of it. So I am reading that right now and enjoying it. Yeah. And it's challenging. I followed her on Instagram because Karen told me to. She does have good stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Did you find your quote? Um, (laughs) I can't pick. pick Um, All the quotes. Yeah. There's just really good things. Like this one's really short. Out of wreckage comes resurrection. Or I sent you one when I first Mm -hmm. started it and it was so good. I really like her point um, when Adam and Eve were in the garden and then they, you know, sinned and Mm -hmm. then they hid Mm -hmm. and God says, where Mm -hmm. are you? Um, She makes a point. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I think I wrote down a whole page. I'm not even kidding. It's so long. (laughs) But she just says, like, God knows where you are. Mm -hmm. He's asking you Mm -hmm. so that you can name it. Mm. And in relation to him, where are you? So Mm. I ask myself that a lot now. Like, where am I in relation to you today? Because I don't want to be far. And, yeah, I want to map it out so I can know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good book. I really liked it. Okay. Oh, what's your favorite joke? Do you have one? Oh, goodness. I am. (laughs) I have a terrible memory and I'm bad at remembering jokes. And the one that I usually remember, I have two and they're both. I would probably get in trouble if I said them on the podcast. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Um, You can ask me in person. They are really funny, but they are like borderline bad language in them. So. All right, so I if you see Karen, to... ask her her favorite ask joke. Ask me my favorite joke in person. Mine are all immature because I learned them from youth group. Or your five-year-old. She tells funny she jokes. She does too. tell funny jokes, but those ones have, like, you have to be in person. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sarah told me one that I always tell, and I think it's hilarious, but I'm going to mess it up. It's like, oh, what is, oh, what does she say? What is the fastest way to ruin a joke? I don't know. Or, no. I can't remember. It's something like, how do you tell a bad joke Uh or what? uh, But you say timing and you say it like when they're, when they're trying to answer. Yeah. And Mm. it's funny, but now I have to ask Sarah because I messed it up. (laughs) I'm not a good comedian. Er, Karen asked me to do stand up comedy one time. It's my biggest. I'm not good at it. It was funny. It's my biggest weakness. Tomatoes or salad or something was one of the jokes you told. I don't know. Okay. I, that's my biggest weakness. If I was in a job interview, I'd be like, comedy don't, is not my strong don't, suit. Don't make me tell a joke. <laughs> yeah. No, you told something about uh, a ship, a nervous wreck. Do you remember mm, that was the punchline? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, we're that's terrible joke tellers, I apparently. tell them. Right. I just laugh. No. There's one about... I'm spontaneously funny. I'm terrible at mem- remembering yeah. jokes. Yes. Sarah okay. also told another funny one about ducks and a butt quack, and I thought that was so funny, but I can't remember that one either. So, yeah, never mind. We're All right, not we're at bad jokes. at jokes. Now you know. <laughs> okay, what did you want to be when you grew up? A paleontologist. For real? <laughs> yeah, I really did. <laughs> Um, I don't do anything with dinosaur bones now, so it was very different from where I ended up. At what age were you when you wanted to be a paleontologist? For so long. Like, from the time I, I learned how to spell it in first grade, which was, I could, it was like the longest Mm -hmm. word. No one could spell Mm -hmm. a long word like that. And Mm -hmm. then, so I was very proud of myself. I needed to learn humility. Um, and then I wanted to until like junior high, probably. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I still think it'd be really fun. To be a paleontologist. Really? Yeah. I don't I know why. I think it'd be really boring. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just cool. Digging in the dirt slowly. 
Yeah, with like a little brush. It's so detail oriented. I know that just. But would... could you imagine finding a dinosaur? That's so cool to me. <laughs> We're like looking at each other in the eye right now. She's trying to convince me. Karen is not cool being convinced. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm glad that there's people who love it. It's just not my thing. I'm like, oh my word, if I had to like dig dirt away, pebble by pebble, like uh, every day. Or when you day. could put it together or figure out what bone it is. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be so cool. That's awesome. I'll let you see my dinosaur right, after I, I will find come it. visit your dinosaur <laughs> in the museum. Yes. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I always wanted to be a mom. Oh, like that was, that was my yeah. biggest one. Um, always wanted to be a wife and a mom. And, um, I think I'm trying to like back in high school, like what did I think I would be here? You know, I remember, I remember as a junior in high school having one day where I like melted down in the kitchen because I didn't know what I was going to be when I grew up and was yeah. like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and that was very difficult for me. Like I need to have a plan. Yeah, and I, I had a hard a time in high school too. And I couldn't yeah. figure it out. I knew yeah. I wanted to be a mom and that was it in yeah. high school. Mm -hmm. I, there was a period when I thought I would be a pediatrician, oh. um, or a pediatric nurse and, um, praise Jesus. My mom knew me well enough to speak into my life and say, that would be a terrible job for you. <laughs> you'd be a great doctor. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, um, I am very intrigued by medicine, yeah. you know, this and by the body. And I love to research it. And if a friend of mine has a medical ailment, you can guarantee that I will be on Google yeah. researching it and reading it and trying to understand it. Um, just from a knowledge standpoint. But what my mom said to me was, um, Karen, you are so compassionate and you love people so much and your empathy is so strong. If you lose a patient, how will that affect you? Yeah. And she knew like I would literally just crawl in a hole and be yeah. done <laughs> like yeah. if I um, if I did that. And so I appreciate that she was willing to say that to me in that time. And she's probably right. And also now this is what I know. Um sick children are the worst people on planet earth. So like, yeah. I can't imagine going to work and dealing with sick children That's every day. True. Like they're so needy and, and the parents so whiny, There's a lot and to do their with parents pediatrics. Are so yeah. overprotective. Like, God, yeah. more power to you, all yeah. you uh, pediatricians, anyone who works in healthcare. Like I just, Oh my goodness. My mother-in-law was a nurse and I just think, Oh my word, I literally could not have done that. They are very special people and I don't have the patience for yeah. sick people. So instead I deal with ornery people in a church and you get <laughs> to different. go still like speak I get to, into lives. Of right. Right. Same thing. Yeah. So. It's, it's different, but I love you, all of you doctors and nurses and everyone in the medical field. And I thought I would be you, but I am not gifted in that way. <laughs> okay, one more question Last each. one. Last or, one. Oh, just one. Okay, I'm going to find the best one for you, and you find the best one for me. Okay. Ready? Okay. Mm have you ever been close to death? Um. Yes. Medically, I have issues sometimes. <laughs> I, Maybe you should clarify that statement. Yeah, yeah, I should. So I think when I had an abscess in my neck, I was so sick. And mm. my, I was in ninth grade. My mom knew I was sick. My mm -hmm. neck was swollen. I kept going. She kept taking me to the ER. Mm. And they kept sending me home. But I had a really, really high fever for mm. a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it got to where I wasn't eating or drinking or anything. 
And finally, she's like, we're not leaving. Mm-hmm. And then an ear, nose, and throat admitted me. And he was like, I don't know what's wrong with her because nothing's showing up on the CT. But my neck was swollen. They thought I had meningitis. That's mm. all that. And anyways, I was in the hospital for three days. And then finally, the doctor was like, I still don't know. So we're going to do one more CT. And I don't know what we're going to do if we can't find anything. Then they did the CT and found a big abscess along my carotid artery. And mm. then I got put into surgery and then mm. I got better. But if he wouldn't have found it, he said that it would have, yeah, contaminated my blood because it was right. a big you infection. Septic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was one time. And then I feel like I've had a few more childbirth was hard. Um, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I think near death. Um, well, I was on a plane once that had massive <gasps> issues and, um, yeah, we had to be rerouted because we had to go back to the airport with better crash facilities. I would never fly again. It, yeah, I'll tell the whole story another time, but it was terrible. I didn't get back on a plane. I made my family drive from Pennsylvania to Washington to D.C. to pick me up at that point because I was like, I'm not getting back on a plane today. See, it was terrifying. I think about stuff like that. I'm like, who are the mechanics <laughs> that worked helping, on this I'm plane? I'm not helping your fear Did they do everything right yeah. or are they, did they, were they mm-hmm. lazy today? Yeah, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Yep. Nope. And Valerie, Karen's mm-hmm. daughter, hates flying too. Yes. And we're both ones on the Enneagram. And I think mm. it probably is similar A reasoning. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very okay. last question. Here we go. Would you rather give up eating or sleeping? <laughs> I'd rather give up eating or sleeping. Um, sleeping. I <laughs> Let's see. If you give up sleeping, you're going to start hallucinating. If you give up eating, I would pass out. So yeah. um, I guess I'd rather be awake and not passing out and seeing funny things. I mean, that yeah. just sounds like fun, right? Yeah. I, I feel like when I pass a certain threshold of tiredness, I become more fun. Like I'm oh, like, we gotta keep you up. Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh at everything. So it could be fun. Yeah. I don't think I'd last very long without either. Like yeah, really no. not very long. No, I need <laughs> sleep and to eat. So, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was literally just for fun. And we hope you got to know us a little bit better and that you don't decide never to listen to us again after this. Next episode. week, we are going to actually, ha- or two weeks, mm-hmm. we'll be doing every other week mm-hmm. for this podcast, unless it falls like on Christmas. Or, it won't. Oh, I well, already checked. checked. Oh, good yes. job. Okay. Yes. Every other week. Every other week we'll be back and we will be talking about. And there will be actual topics. meat to our <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it is a Dear Younger Me segment, but I do believe that all of us, even if we're a little bit older than young, um, will glean something from it. So we hope you'll join us over the next couple of months and we will just talk some wisdom and life lessons that we've learned and how God has grown us and shaped us and continue to teach us to keep looking above. Have a good day.